This is the message from Connection Community Church for Easter Sunday, March 27th, 2016. Empty yet full. forever forever thank you for being here with us good morning morning. my name is Carrie Jones I'm Alan Jones and we are two sinners who have been saved by the risen Christ Amen? amen amen yes yes yeah let's just Woo. yeah all right let's pray thank you Lord Thank you that we could come and sing and lift our voices on high to praise your name. We are not worthy. You are so worthy. Thank you so much. God, we are in awe that you conquered death itself to give us a hope and a future. And now, Lord, as you have gathered us here this morning, those of us who may be exploring what this even is about and how it applies to our lives, as well as those of us who have been walking with you for a long time. God, thank you, and I know, I believe, that you can reveal to each one of us in your way what you want us to take away. We give this time to you in the name of God the Father, Jesus, the risen Son, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, and everybody gathered said, Amen. 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 Now early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene came to the tomb and saw that the stone had been moved away from the entrance. So, so she went running to Simon Peter and the other disciple whom Jesus loved and, and told them, they have taken the Lord from the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. Then Peter and the other disciples set out to go to the tomb. The two were running together, but the other disciple ran faster than Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent down and saw the the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who had been following him, arrived and went right into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen cloth lying there and the face cloth which had been around Jesus' head, not lying with the strips of linen cloth, but rolled up in a place by itself. Then the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, came in and saw, and what? Believed. For they did not yet understand the scripture that Jesus must rise from the dead. So the disciples went back to their homes, but Mary stood outside the tomb weeping. Empty, empty, empty. That's what Mary Magdalene found when she went to the tomb of Jesus early on the morning of the third day following his death. We're not told why she went to the tomb that morning. She was a close follower of Jesus, so perhaps she was going to pray there at the gravesite. Other accounts told by Mark and Luke tell us that she and some other women went to anoint Jesus' body that morning and anoint it with spices, as was custom in that culture. Perhaps that was her mission here. 
Or maybe, just maybe with the death of Jesus, she was, she was so lost, so much in pain that she just needed to be as close as possible, even though he was dead. She was expecting to find a closed tomb, a tomb with a large stone in front of the entrance, a stone that was sealed in place by the Romans to protect from any tampering. The last thing she expected was to see the stone rolls, rolled away, exposing an empty tomb where Jesus' body had been laid to rest just three days before. But empty it was. And so she ran. She ran to share the news with, with somebody who would care. And so she ran to two of the disciples that were closest to Jesus, Peter and John. She, she ran to tell them, and, and, and then they ran to the tomb. All they found were the strips of linen that his body had been wrapped in and the cloth that had been wrapped around his head. John saw and believed, Scripture says, even though they still didn't fully understand the Scripture saying that Jesus must rise from the dead. Funny, that's true for us as well, isn't it? You know, we don't have to fully understand the resurrection, thank you, Lord, or any other aspect of God, understand completely, fully, without question, in order to believe it, do we? Nah. Peter and John then returned home, but Scripture tells us Mary stayed at the tomb and wept. So there's a valuable lesson here for us to remember. Here it is. When we're in pain, when we're lost, when we're sad, when we're hurting, when we're grieving, when we are empty, it would be really easy to turn and run away. It would be really easy to try to escape, you know, remove ourselves from it, turn to behaviors that aren't good for us to ease the pain or to just not deal with it at all. I know I've done all of those. But that is not what Mary did. She stayed in the place where she last saw Jesus. She stayed right there and she wept. She did not mask her feelings. She just kind of leaned into him. She didn't avoid the pain. She owned it. <coughs> she owned her pain. Now for us, when we're experiencing pain or grief or just a total being shredded apart and we're not sure where Jesus is, if we're followers of Christ, let's do what Mary did. Let's like kind of go back to where we last saw him. Go back to a scripture, go back to a place, go back to a memory, go back to this, this marker in our lives. And remember that and dwell there as Mary did. And then own our feelings, own our pain, own our grief, rather than trying to escape by other means. Hold on to your faith and you will find Jesus. Hold on. So not only was the tomb empty, but so was she. And she had been empty for several days. 
She was there when Jesus was tried and convicted, publicly beaten and humiliated and hung on a cross to die. She was there and watched as life slowly drained from Jesus' body until he took his last breath and gave up his spirit. She knew all that had happened. She was a front row eyewitness to all the events of the past three days, and she was empty, empty, empty. I know I've been empty. What about you? Have you ever been empty? I know you have. That's our human condition. There are times when things just are disconnected and we feel disconnected. There's times when in our lives we get to this point where, where we're drained. We can't hardly go another step and then we just begin to go through the motions, one foot in front of the other, wondering sometimes where in the world God is or when we pray, do our prayers just hit the ceiling and that's it. Does God even hear our prayers, our pleas, our problems? Empty. It's really not a fun place to be, is it? Some of us here at Connection have been feeling kind of empty um, recently. It involved our building project up on Route 71. We were finding that every step was a challenge, <laughs> and each step got more challenging. It's, it started with a traffic impact study that took much longer than it should have, months and months and months and months longer than we expected. It resulted in us having to add a traffic lane on Route 71, not a bad thing, so that uh, the northbound traffic could, all those cars could turn into Connection Church. Then, then, then we were told that we had to put in a $32,000 sidewalk that went from nowhere on this end to nowhere on this end. It connected with no sidewalk either direction. <laughs> Interesting. And then we were told, and this made sense because of the widening of the road, but it's still a challenge, that we had to move the, I think it was about five or six utility poles along the front of our property. We had to move them back at a cost of $50,000. Then the coup de grace. Just a couple weeks ago. Just recently, a couple weeks ago. There's two high-pressure gas lines along the road there. And since we're going to widen the road, it all has to do with widening the road, they, they didn't want those under the road. Now, it's interesting because we can't even tap into these gas lines. We still have to use LP gas. But they wanted us to move these two gas lines so they wouldn't be under the widened road at a cost of a mere $960,000. Yeah, that's a, mm, and <laughs> ooh. You know, so we're all told her we're, we're at over a million dollars of stuff that has nothing to do with building the church. Amen? Amen. That's, uh, yeah, we're feeling uh, kind of empty, weren't we, Carrie? Well, we were feeling empty, the building team was feeling empty, the leadership team was feeling empty, and that is an understatement. <laughs> you know, we just really, this has been a long project, and we began feeling really beaten down every step of the way. Had we been wrong? Were we wrong in declaring that land? 
that we believe that God had set aside for us? Were we wrong? Was God using this to test us, <laughs> to give us an opportunity to be even more patient, to show us just what God could do? Well, we did ex start exploring, and this is just very recent. We just started exploring some other options. Calling people, trying to see, you know, people who might be able to help us. And in the midst of our emptiness, and again, this is only a couple weeks old, we prayed and we prayed and we prayed some more. And we knew that beyond a shadow of a doubt, no matter how much we talked, how many important people we talked to, that it was going to be only God who could work through this. Over a million dollars, that was a deal breaker for us. And we were depending and asking for a miracle. And that's exactly what we got. Well, actually, we got three miracles. It was, it was a, a miracle trifecta. How do you like that? First, we were told, actually, it was a quadfecta. Because we were told that we didn't need to put in the sidewalk. Duh. <laughs> that made all the sense in the world, yeah. We just need to leave some land, a right-of-way in case we needed a ridiculous sidewalk at some time in the future. Okay. Um, ne next, uh, we were told by Verizon that they were going to move these poles at their expense. On our land. On our land. Adios to having to pay $50,000. Miracle number three, actually it was just three miracles. Miracle number three, and this is the most incredible, because this was the deal breaker. This is the one that had us starting to look at, do we need to find other land? This was the one that just really put the crunch into everybody's spirit. Miracle number three, $960,000 to move a couple of gas pipes. Carrie, why don't you read that email? So this is an email from uh, Del Dot to our engineer. Jeff, I would like to let you and your client, that's us, know that after careful consideration from the department, we will allow the gas lines to remain under the travel lanes for this project's frontage. This is not the preferred option from the department, but given the specific constraints presented, we will waive this requirement. They don't even know why they're waiving it. They don't even know that God touched their hearts. They have no clue, but God made it possible. We don't pay a thing. They're gonna take care of it. Please disregard that requirement and submit the project at your earliest convenience for review. Amen. Oh my goodness. We just got this on Tuesday, Connection Church. God wants Connection Church, that's you, to connect people with Jesus and the new life he offers. That's our mission. And God is very serious about that, and so that's on all of us now. So we are so excited. We were empty. God filled us with miracles. It's incredible. Why were we surprised? But I'm telling you, over a million dollars, we were surprised. Funny thing about being empty, it's when we're empty that God does his best work. It's when we're empty, those times when we have nothing left, when we are out of our own options, when we quit trying to do our own thing, God is our only hope. 
our only hope, and at those times, and we're out of options, and God says, just hold on. Just hold on. Keep the faith. Be patient. I've got this. Say this. Say that. I've got this. I've got this, God says. I've got this. It is so cool. We have experienced a miracle, and it's all God. It's all God. It is so cool to watch God in action right in front of your eyes. Gosh. Empty. That's what the tomb was when Mary Magdalene got there on Easter morning, the morning we celebrate today. And again, God used empty to do his best work. In this case, God used the empty tomb to represent his greatest work of all time, the greatest miracle ever, the miracle of the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen? Amen. Amen. The miracle that Jesus defeated death. As Craig Barnes shares, anyone who can do that has just broke the back of the world's power. Until Easter, death was the one thing of which we were certain. It was the world's final trump card over life. Now that we have a Savior who conquers even death, Jesus can save us from what? Anything. I think this means that of all the emotions we may have in life, fear is probably the one that Christians can use the least. After death has been defeated, what in the world are you afraid of? So Peter and John returned home. The scripture tells us that Mary stayed at the tomb and she wept. She wept. Again, she was empty. She was lost. She didn't know where to turn. Jesus was the one who we read in Mark 16, 9, who had cast seven demons out of this woman. He was her lifeline. He was her savior. And now he was gone. Literally. He was dead and he was gone. As far as she knew, the tomb was empty and he was gone. It was empty and so was she. So John tells us in the Bible that she wept. And as she wept, try to picture this, she bent down to look into the tomb and she saw two angels in white one at the head one at the foot and here's what the bible tells us they said to her woman why are you weeping mary replied they have taken my lord away and i don't know where they put him when she said this she turned around and saw jesus standing there but she did not know that it was jesus Jesus said to her, woman, why are you weeping? Who are you looking for? Because she thought he was the gardener, she said to him, sir, if you have carried him away, tell me where you have put him and I will take him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned and said to him in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. In her emptiness, Mary didn't recognize Jesus when he was standing right there in front of her was only when he called her by name that she was able to realize his presence. 
I guess that can be true for us as well when we're empty. Not recognizing Jesus when he's right there in our midst. Maybe it's because we're looking for answers in other places. Maybe it's because if we're really that empty, that sad, our eyes are so filled with tears that we can't see clearly. Maybe it's because we're so empty that we can't even begin to imagine being filled once again. So when Jesus was buried on Good Friday, everybody thought it was over. Even though Jesus had told them what was going to happen, they couldn't comprehend it, it didn't connect, and so the 12 disciples, along with Mary Magdalene, those who knew Jesus intimately, those who traveled, heard his teaching, they thought that his death was the end. For them, the empty tomb was not a sign of resurrection. For them, it was a question mark and an exclamation point. They questioned where Jesus was. <laughs> and his absence emphatically reinforced that he was gone. For Mary, the empty tomb meant that Jesus was gone, completely gone. Over and out, the challenge was she couldn't imagine life without him. And, and even when he was standing right there in front of her, she didn't recognize him. She was too empty. And then he called her by name, Mary. Can you imagine? Imagine being her. Can you imagine? You begin to imagine the emotional flip in her soul at that moment. With that single word, she realized that Jesus was standing right there in front of her. In that moment, with that single word, she realized that even though she had seen him die, watched him be buried, here he was alive once again. In that moment, with that single word, everything changed. Everything changed. He's alive, he's alive, he's alive. She was empty, and now she is full because he's alive. Mary went and shared this good news with the disciples, telling them that she had seen the Lord and sharing with them all that he had said to her. And so the tomb was empty, so was Mary. She stayed close to the tomb where she had last seen Jesus. She followed, she recognized him when he called her by name. She was filled, she was empty no more. How about you? How about you this Easter morning? Sooner or later, we're all going to be empty. Maybe you're empty today. Maybe it'll be tomorrow. So when you're empty, what do you do? Where do you look? Where do you go? You know, without the empty tomb, there's no resurrection. Empty was necessary for Jesus to live, to resurrect, to arise from the dead. Empty is not a sign that God wasn't there, but that God was there and that God has done something miraculous. Raised Jesus from the dead so that he might live in you and in, in you and in me. So if you're feeling kind of empty this morning, what a great opportunity for God to do some of his best work. An opportunity for you to open yourself up to the possibility of a new or maybe a renewed relationship with the risen Christ. An opportunity for you to allow Jesus to call you by name. 
Because Jesus wants to fill that emptiness. And all you have to do is say, here I am. I'm empty. I want you to fill me, Lord. Jesus, I know you died for me, and I believe that you live for me. I'm a sinner in need of a Savior, and I believe you're that Savior, Lord. I'm empty, and I need you to fill me. Here I am. So in a moment, we're going to sing our, our closing worship song today. And it's a song called, I Believe. We know this song well. It's a statement of faith. And so if you are a follower of Jesus, sing this as your statement of faith. We don't have to connect the dots. We don't have to understand. We just need to believe. And if you're on the fence about Jesus, we are so glad you're here. There are others around you that are too. And maybe, just maybe, we pray that uh, you'll feel the nudging of Jesus to proclaim, I believe too. I believe in God the Father. I believe in Jesus Christ the Son. I believe in the Holy Spirit. I believe that he resurrected. I believe you resurrected from the dead. I believe. I believe that you conquered hell so that we might live. Today, today's the day. It's a glorious day. Without today, we are lost. Today is the best news of our life, that the, the tomb is empty, that Jesus Christ is alive. You're welcome to pray on the steps. You're welcome to pray back with Lori in the prayer corner, whatever it is that's going on, or if you just want to say, okay, I believe. Let's stand together and worship our Lord with a statement of faith. Thank you for joining us for our podcast. For more information about Connection Community Church in Middletown, Delaware, please visit our website at justshowup.church. You can also call our church offices at 302 378 7692